Hey, so uh, great to see you all. I am uh, pretty excited to be here with you all tonight. Uh, it's great to look out and see so many new faces. Uh, every week, it seems like more and more people are finding out about Veritas, which means you guys are telling other people about Veritas, your classmates, your roommates, your friends, uh, people you work with. And, and I love that because that means more and more people are hearing about Jesus. If you're new tonight, if tonight is... Uh, your first uh, week at Veritas, A, I'm really glad you're here, uh, but B, we're in this series, uh, in this series that we've been calling Hard Questions, Uneasy Answers. We've been trying to ask and answer uh, hard questions, questions that are, are good questions, but, but they're challenging, and, and they're real, questions that, that you all are asking. And tonight, uh, tonight is a question that Maybe more than any other question as a pastor, I'm, I'm asked. And, and that question is, is this. Why would God allow pain and suffering? Why would God allow pain and, and suffering? Maybe that's your question. Maybe you've gone through something. Maybe you're going through something. Maybe you know someone who's going through something. And that's one of the questions that you have. Why would God allow pain and suffering? Well, rather than me trying to answer that question tonight, uh, I, I, we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, maybe you saw this on Instagram. Uh, rather than me kind of talking for the next 30 or so minutes, I thought that it would be such a treat for us uh, and you all to hear, especially uh, one of the hidden gems, I think, of Veritas. It's a friend uh, that I've gotten to know over the last year and a half. Uh, she's here among the crowd, Kylie, wherever you are. I don't know where you are. She's over here. Hey, so uh, Kylie and I are, are going to have a little bit of a conversation for the next 30 or 45 minutes uh, because she has a really cool story to tell. And uh, yeah, I'm really eager for, for you all to, to hear it. Um, but let me, let me start by saying this. Kylie, I, I shared some of this with you earlier. Uh, but about 18 months ago was the first uh, I ever heard of you. And the reason that I heard of you is because I saw a picture. So uh, you had gone to a... Veritas summer part, uh, I don't know, like meet, meet, meet Veritas. It was for freshmen in Kansas City. We did an event. I think it was at Top Golf, yeah. and uh, I was not at that event. Uh, but I got a picture of all the people that were there, and in just kind of my OCD, looking at all the details, I noticed that Kylie had uh, at least an engagement ring, but I was, you know, zoomed in enough to notice it was a wedding ring, and you know me, if you know me, I fall over my words and say things I shouldn't say all the time, and sent my staff team a text and said, who's the freshman that's already married? That's weird. Uh, which, uh, come to find out, nobody responded to that, which I thought was bizarre, because my joke was funny, uh, at least I thought, until someone the next morning said, hey, uh, there's a long story to why she's got a wedding ring on. And uh, that leads us to tonight and this long story that um, I'm thrilled you get to share. So let's just jump in. How do we get here? Tell um, us your story. Tell us about high school. Tell us about everything that's gone on in your life uh, up until right now. Yeah, so I fully accepted Christ. Um, I think like turning back like from my rebellious stages of high school and, and um, after my sophomore year, when I went to a summer camp, and um, I felt like God was really preparing me for um, what was going to happen um, eight months leading up to this thing, 
Um, and so the what happened in May of 2019, 20, yeah. Um, my dad got diagnosed with um, cancer, and that was really hard, obviously. Um, and then I got diagnosed with cancer the summer after, um, and um, yeah, in 2020, my after my senior year of high school, I was actually I was gonna come to Mizzou originally, and I was already enrolled in all my classes for hospitality management. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, God had other plans for me, and he was like, no, you're not going, and um, I had to stay in KC for treatments um, while my dad was still had it, um, and then my dad ended up dying in November of 2020, because this is, like, the cancer that we have is the most aggressive form of brain cancer, um, and, um, it lasted, he lasted 18 months, so, like, the, the, I don't know, the life expectancy thing, because everybody always wonders, like, when the C word pops up, like, oh, what's life expectancy, and, um, so he lasted 18 months, and that's, that's, um, pretty normal, I guess, for this brain cancer, um, and so I am on, I lasted over two years so far, um, and I'm on the 35% um, marker right now, too. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah, so uh, this story is certainly not one of all smiles, uh, right? And um, I know having talked to you about this quite a bit, that it's been hard. Yeah. And um, so why don't you do this? Why don't you share with us what, like when your dad, so life is relatively good, great family, you know, high school is high school, uh, but things are pretty good and your dad gets diagnosed. What, what's going on in Kylie's head at that point when dad gets diagnosed with cancer? Yeah, I was originally um, shocked, like, you know, I, I didn't know what to say um, because, like, I didn't know that this could really be happening to me. I knew, like, something was going to happen, like, because we talk about, like, suffering as Christians all the time, and I'm like, oh, I've never suffered before, and then I shouldn't have said that, so. <laughs> um, but uh, I had it, it was pretty rough. Um, I have four sisters, too. One's older and three are younger. And so um, we had to, like, do a lot of comforting and stuff. And, like, we just leaned in to our family a lot. And um, he he was the strongest out of all of us, honestly. Um, I remember him when we all, like, when they, my mom and dad shared us the news, um, he, that he was, had cancer, and it wasn't a good type, um, that he was even, like, quoting Bible verses, and I'm like, how can you do this in a time like that? Like, I feel like I've stabbed in the heart, like, you know, because I, I know that my hero is going to die before me, and, and that's, sucks. Yeah. Um, and so, um, he, 
he wanted to um, just say that, like, if one more person comes to know Christ, it'll all be worth it. And that's what he said, like, when he was diagnosed. And he was like, I got this for a reason, and I'm going to make the most of it and share Christ with as many people as I can um, until the day I die. And that's what he did. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I was very blessed to be raised by a dad that taught me a lot about Christ and stuff like that. Yeah, tell us more about your dad. What was he like? Um, so there's pictures of my dad somewhere, but yeah, um, that was my dad when he had a skinny face before cancer, um, cancer got the best of him and made him have a fat face, and, (laughs) um, uh, so he was a more, like, of actions guy, um, he cared a lot about, um, children and the love of God and, he was an actual. He actually was an FBI agent for child, uh, child something, like I can't remember the name of it right now. But um, he basically helped um, children from getting raped, and he was on those cases um, with all that. And um, then he read the Bible every day during lunch and stuff to just wipe his. Yeah, that's not him at lunch, though, but that, that's my dad. He was actually, I think, in that picture, writing letters to us or something, but I haven't read all mine yet. But anyways, it's too hard. Yeah, um, yeah he was a person of action, and you could tell that he loved you, and he could, you could tell that he loved Christ. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's great. It's great to hear. I mean, it sounds like he's a great guy. Yeah. So what was life like, though, when you found out that he had cancer? How did life change for you and your family? Yeah. Um, so we started making the most memories we've ever made um, and really taking all, like, the family time um, more, like, uh, what's that word, into account or into whatever. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Um, but we cherished it more. (laughs) Um, but yeah. And so we went like on cruises or we went on like little vacations or we made it purposeful to like just sit and watch movies together. Um, and like there was this one time he used, he was a big desserts guy. And there was this one time he used like, um, a gutter, like, this long and he made like everything but the kitchen sink ice cream stuff i've been trying to do that at veritas for years oh literally for years he had he was like you guys are having dessert tonight (laughs) for dinner so that was that was pretty cool he was all like childish excited about it um but yeah we just it, it was like little things like that um and also like the big things like the cruise yeah um but it was yeah, it was purposeful. Yeah. Like, so he's diagnosed, and family time becomes that much more important, mm-hmm. that much more significant. In a certain sense, time was running out. And while your dad and you and your family is grieving his diagnosis, uh, kind of the unimaginable happens, and you're diagnosed too. Yeah. So how far into his own diagnosis 
were you or was he when you found out? So he was, he died like six, no, not even six months after. Okay. Um, I think, I, I don't So you find out about a right. year into his diagnosis that you've got it too. Yeah. Same kind, yeah. same exact thing. Yep. And he, I remember the doctor coming in and like telling me about it. And he was there obviously, but um, he uh, wasn't really like himself. And, um, but he was like crying. I, I remember him crying um, about it. And my dad doesn't cry. Like he doesn't cry a lot, um, but he was, yeah, he was crying. And um, he thought it was something that he had done, like, mm. but it wasn't genetic at all. Like it just so happened that the same family got hit with the same two lightning rods, so at the same time. Crazy. Yeah. So when you find out, what's going through your head? Um, well, I didn't want to be like him. Mm. That That's bad, but, like, I was watching him slowly deteriorate over time, and that is awful. And I didn't want to turn fat from the steroids. And, like, I don't know. I just didn't want to have that life. Like, I also was mourning my dreams for the future. Like, I didn't, like, right, right then, I was not even going to be married or have kids or, like, go to college. And, I, I, well, I still don't go to college, but, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, um, that's my choice, though. Yeah. Um, and it was just a whole lot of, like, mourning things, and, but it, it, it took a while to get, get, yeah. get it. Yeah. yeah. So, so how does life change? Uh, it changed in a certain sense when your dad's diagnosed. Now you're diagnosed. Yeah. Now what, change with li what changes with life? Yeah. Um, well, we still, like, spent a lot of time with yeah, we have, well, the picture, this, there's an MRI from my first diagnosis. Um, that was my brain. That was the tumor inside my brain that they removed. But then the, I think it's the picture after, the driveway picture. Nick knows what I'm talking about. Um, that's what happened when we found out my, the tumor was inside my head. Um, everybody gathered for a worship night in my driveway. This is like right after your diagnosis. Right? Uh, no. Like just a few days? Just, like, it was, it was, like, June 15th, so it was the, um, like, after they found the tumor. Mm -hmm. And I okay. had, I had a seizure to where they found a okay. tumor. Yeah. Um, but, um, my, I think my dad's hand is the one that's raised up, and we're both in the middle of the circle, and, like, everybody around, like, our neighbors, friends, Everyone, his coworkers, um, came and like a lot of a lot of people came to know Christ through him and through that, and um, it was it was just like a special time. Like I, I'll never forget that time in, in the driveway. Yeah. COVID era. Yeah. Yeah. Again, so there have been obviously some really sweet moments, mm -hmm. um, but I'm guessing that there have been a lot of really hard moments. Uh, 
if you're willing, share what's what's been hard, what's been some of the harder moments for you kind of in this journey uh, with having cancer, knowing that sooner rather than later you're you're going to die. Um, yeah, I actually had a scare. Well, they told me I was going to die. Well, okay, when my dad died in November, I can't, I went to the Grand Canyon after, well, not just me, my family. Um, and, um, <laughs> sorry, okay. it's so hard not to, like, hear what's going on out there. Um, anyways, <laughs> um, uh, so we came back from the Grand Canyon, and I had a doctor's appointment, and I had an MRI like normal, and, uh, well, this scan did not come back so pretty. Um, the scan is actually on here as well. Um, that's what it looked like. So mm. it progressed from that to that. And In how much time? Isn't that like a month? Um, it's from October to November. Yeah, it's yeah. a month. Um, but, like, I was off of radiation then. Um, I had to lose my hair during radiation, and it was sad. Um, but um, the scare of, like, I had three months to live. Um, because they that's told what me doctors that, told Yeah, you. they told me that I had three months to live in November right after my dad died. And I'm like, well, I'll see my dad again, but I also am going to die much sooner than I had anticipated. And um, so I was like, well, let's get married. <laughs> um, and so... Uh, the girls down here like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I married, well, my boyfriend at the time. We uh -huh. were dating for like, I don't know, um, a year and seven months or a year and-ish. Um, but yeah, that, that's him. And there's more. Oh, so cute. <laughs> and uh, you're how yeah, old here? Eighteen. Eighteen. We got married, both at eighteen on the eighteenth, December eighteenth. Crazy. Yeah. Um, and our that's our high school um, pastor that married us, and um, that actually the blessing was sang at our wedding. Um, so, and it was kind of our theme song throughout my, well, my theme song throughout this whole journey. Um, and it's, yeah, it's been, I mean, when I couldn't, so after surgery, I couldn't, um, necessarily talk correctly. Yeah. Um, I talked like a robot, robot, like a really bad robot like if a, a robot was breaking down I talked like that but I could think all of the things in my head like normal and um people would treat me like a preschooler and um like she's dumb like she don't know like anything yep. because I talked like that um as it turns out you just had massive surgery on your yeah brain and so I hated being treated like that yeah but um I don't know where I was going with this. Um, what was I talking about? I don't know. But it's fine. <laughs> Let me ask you a different question. Uh, so, so I said this earlier, you know, as a pastor, one of the things that I often hear is, you know, why does God allow this? Um, but I also see pain and suffering as something that people don't just ask. They, they use as a reason. You can come to it in a second. Uh, as a reason to actually walk away from their faith. Mm -hmm. And so I think 
one of the questions that I obviously have in, in regards to that is, what has it been like for you trying to faithfully follow Jesus uh, in the midst of this really difficult circumstance, uh, pain, suffering? There had to be lots of low moments. Yeah. Uh, there had to be lots of really hard. Like, what, how has that been for your faith? Uh, like, what's that been like? Um, obviously, I was, I mean, I'm angry at God, or I was angry at God, and yeah. that's fine. Like, in the Psalms, like, you read that, like, people are angry at God all the time. Like, people have emotions, and God knows that, and um, it's what you do with that anger. Mm. And So you're um, angry, God, why would you let this happen? God, why, yeah, you know? Yeah, and um, I... I mean, I remember a time, like, where also with my dad, and I I didn't get, I hadn't had cancer before this happened, but my dad had to have two surgeries, and um, he um, had um, a seizure after the second one, and I had to go to um, a summer camp, um, and right like after and I had to leave Texas and go fly to Arizona by myself no Arkansas um to a summer camp and I was going into hospital to say like bye to my dad and then there was like a nurse outside his door and I'm like oh no and um it was six o'clock in the morning or earlier and um I my mom came out and she was like um Kylie, your dad just had a seizure, and he can't really talk right now, and, like, he's really frustrated about it, and, um, but just try to remain calm when you go in there, and just tell him you love him, and all that, and I'm like, why is she telling me to remain calm as I'm crying, and, like, she knows I can't do that, but anyways, I did it, and I was like, dad, I love you, and gave him, like, a slightly hug, like a, yeah, and um, and then I had to go into the airport by myself, and uh, like after I had just gone through that whole thing, and I was t- trying not to cry because it looked really embarrassing if I was crying in an airport, and I didn't want someone to come up to me. And um, but anyways, we make it to um, the summer camp. And, like, on Father's Day or something, um, because the camp was obviously during Father, like, it ran through Father's Day and stuff like that. Um, But I, um, one of my mentors at the time, she um, called me over and she was like, hey, Kylie, um, you're, someone's, like, here to talk to you on the phone. And I'm like, what? We're not allowed to have phones, like why is she giving me this, and um, turns out it was my dad, and my dad, um, he said he loved me, and that was, um, first of all, like, the only time that I remember, like, my dad saying he loved me for the first time, because he did actions Mm. more than words, like, he would show me he loved me, but I never really remember him saying it, Um, but... And I, they played the the goodness of God song by Bethel, and I was like, God, you know, before that, I 
can't sing it because I don't believe you are good right now. Like, I, I don't see how, like, when my dad can't talk and I don't know what's going on at home and I'm just stuck wondering what's going to happen next, like, I don't know how you're good. And, um, and then fast forward to that call and stuff, I was singing the song by the end of the week. And it just takes, like, little, you have to notice the little random, like, joyful moments or the good acts of God. Like, the fall foliage, whatever that word is. Leaves. Yeah, the fall leaves. <laughs> um, it's so pretty right now, and that shows how much God is good. Mm. And, like, babies are born every day, and it shows how much God is good. And, like, I don't know. It's yeah, so you, you, you're saying, hey, look, there, there was a brief time, or at least maybe longer than brief, where it was really hard to believe that God was good. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it felt like the walls were caving in, the sky was falling. Uh, why are these things happening? Um, but slowly over time, that somehow eroded, and actually what became an anger and frustration toward God actually became a sweeter relationship with Jesus. Yeah. Talk to us about that. How do, how do you think, like, how do you go from, God, I'm mad at you, to in the midst of my dad dying, me dying, you're good? Uh, honestly, it's a process. Like, it doesn't yeah. happen overnight, and... Um, it takes uh, a community of support around you, encouraging you. Sometimes that community gets annoying and you want nothing to do with it and you just want to lay in bed and watch Netflix. Trust me, I do that uh, still. Um, <laughs> my husband knows that. And, um, but I, it's like, you know, it just takes people and you can't do life without people. And that just shows it. Um, like, we had meal trains coming, and we had people constantly praying for us. And, it, yeah, it was, it was nice to, like, know that you are so loved by so many people, um, and you have this support. Um, because if you're all alone, then it's, more, it's so more depressing. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so community is huge. Yeah. What gives you hope in the midst of having cancer? Uh, going to, like, to heaven one day. I mean, um, to, to live is Christ, to die is gain. Um, and Paul wrote that some, somewhere. Um, <laughs> I don't know where in the Bible. I, I'm not that t kind of person. Right. Um, I'm not a pastor. No offense, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not offended. That's what, I that's love what being God gifted you to do. <laughs> but anyways, um, but I honestly I struggled with the point of like killing myself because I thought it was too much, and I wanted to die sooner. Yeah. And when like when I thought well when I went in for MRIs that they looked clear and were not changing, I wanted to die because I wanted just the uncertainty to go away and I wanted to the I don't know everything to just go away and be with my dad and be with God in heaven praising the Lord and um but God was like okay you you're staying here and I know I'm here for a reason and 
my dad was in a video my dad was even like well I mean it happened in person too I recorded the video but my dad was like you know however long you keep me here it's great and like however long God keeps me here you know I'll keep doing his work and keep leading people to Christ and then when he takes me home I'm ready and like I'm not afraid to die at all like you know, I'm just going to be here, like, living for Christ, and then, you know, it, it's going to be... Has that evolved for you? Like, have yeah. you always... Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> um, I think it was when I was at the... Well, I was at the Grand Canyon, and it was before I even, like, um, set, like, the thought of, like, the three months yeah. or whatever, but... Um, I was just thinking, and it, it's a big, like, it's a place where you can have that thinking, yeah. and we watched sunset, and I'm like, heaven is in color, I think, because it's so beautiful, and God created color for a reason, and I'm like, I want, I'm like wondering if, like, my dad is looking at what I'm seeing right now, and, like, you see the sunset reflection on the rocks of the Grand Canyon and on the sky. Like, it, they're reflecting mm. off each other. And it's, like, very beautiful. And, like, God created that. And it's it's just amazing. And I'm like, you know what? I'm so excited. If you can create something this beautiful on Earth that we've ruined, um, then I can't believe and I can't imagine what you have in store for us in heaven like yeah. it's so amazing yeah yeah uh one of the things that uh, i hear often is that part of what what makes these things feel so difficult is that it doesn't seem like there's any reason it feels random uh would you say that you feel like your suffering has purpose yeah oh yeah i wouldn't give this story to anybody else mm. like i'm what do you mean lucky well, I was talking, well, I was praying and talking to God, I think. Like, I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm not really good at praying. Um, I can admit that because we yeah. are struggle with something. Um, but I am, I, I do like worshiping, so. Yeah. But anyways, I was like talking to God and I'm like, you know what? I wouldn't let anybody else have this because I believe that like, God gave me it for a reason, and I get to tell my story for a reason, and I'm, like, thinking about all the people in my family that could have gotten diagnosed mm. and with this, and I'm, like, honestly, I don't think anybody else, well, not offense to them, but, like, anybody else could have, I don't know, taken this job on, and, like, I, I'm blessed that I get to, like, be a part of God's story and mm. what he's doing. And I, I'm like, I don't know what he's going to do through me, um, but, I mean, it's going to be something good. Yeah, I think that's been one of the most encouraging things for me personally, just as I've gotten to know you and your story, yeah. is your willingness to say, I don't have all the answers, but... I'm leaning into God in a way that says, I trust you, and you know that yeah. he's using you in your story, even in ways that you don't realize. Yeah. And that's a really beautiful thing. It's scary, um, but it's a really beautiful thing. Yeah, and when we, so me and my dad both, 
Um, I couldn't talk, you know, I remembered it, like, recently. But I, when I couldn't talk, I could sing. Mm. And I could sing praises to God. And, um, and it was amazing. Like, they told me that I was going to be temporarily paralyzed on my right side because they were operating on um, my left and that didn't happen, so I went home and grabbed my guitar and started playing, and um, and the, it it was yeah it was awesome. My mom has my mom has a recording of it, but um, and then my dad, when he talked about Christ, he could talk like clearly because mm. his speech was starting to deteriorate. What? I'm nervous. Words are hard. Yeah, yeah. I'm nervous a lot, too. But, um, yeah, his speech was starting to go away. But when he talked about Christ, um, he was clear. Like, you could just see the Holy Spirit working through him. And those words, like, the Holy Spirit wanted to come out. And so if they want to come out, they're they're clear. Mm. So, yeah. What would you say, so what would you say to someone in the room or maybe watching this later, really struggling, as you even have yourself, I have, but what would you say to someone struggling with this question of like, how can God be good and, and let these kinds of things happen? Like what, what sort of encouragement would you give to that person, maybe an earlier version of yourself asking, you know, a younger Kylie asking God why? What would you maybe in hindsight say to that person or to someone, you know, here watching later? Um, I remembered I answered that question earlier on a piece of paper, but I don't remember what I said. (laughs) Um, But I I think I would just say, like, one, people always told me, like, to pray. And I'm like, okay, I roll my eyes at it because I don't feel like – normally – I struggle with praying because I don't feel like I'm talking to anybody, mm. and I ta- I'm just, like, talking to the air. Um, but, like, sometimes it happens, and sometimes, like, I don't feel like that. But, yeah, it's a struggle. But do, like, whatever you feel, um, like, it, whether it's, like, worship or prayer or journaling or something, just to get it out. And, like, you can be mad at God. Mm. But don't run away from God. Mm. Like, he doesn't want this stuff and bad stuff to happen to you. Um, And he doesn't like you to suffer. Like we sang in the song, like, he weeps. And um, he was, like, even on the cross as he was dying, he was like, God, why have you forsaken me? And um, he was even, like, mad at God, which he's God, but his father. Um, And it, like, gives me so much hope and stuff just because God suffered um, so, and Jesus suffered so that, like, we can go to heaven. And um, Jesus suffered, so why shouldn't we suffer Mm. Um, is how I think of it. And um, because Jesus shouldn't have suffered. We should always be the ones suffering. Because he was perfect and we're sinful. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if that answered that question. But Well, I like what you're saying. <laughs> that you're saying, one, it's okay to be honest with God yeah. about where you're at. And so we don't have to pretend. 
We don't have to act like it's okay when it's not. Uh, and, and I like that, that you're a little bit also okay saying, I don't have all the answers. Mm -hmm. And so to the person maybe asking that question, um, it's okay not to have a clean answer, right? But your yeah. encouragement has been lean into that, don't run away from it. Yeah. And the more we lean into that, the more God draws near to us in those moments. And mm -hmm. you've experienced that, and that's been an encouragement to your faith, has grown your faith. And um, yeah, I think that's a really cool thing yeah. that one, God has one done. One thing that. I want to add, too, I forgot to share this earlier. Um, someone gave me these very wise words, so I'm not claiming them for myself, but um, she was going through a pretty rough time, and she said that um, if, if more people come to know Christ through my life, let me live. If more people come to know Christ through my death, let me die or take me home. Um, if more people come to know Christ through my suffering, let me suffer. So I also think that's pretty good. Yeah, why has that been so meaningful to you? Well, it's my friend's mom that gave me advice, yeah. and um, she committed suicide mm. So, um, right before my dad got cancer. And um, she was the wisest person at, like, and she said that out of her hurting when she lost her daughter. And so I thought it was just like, you're giving me advice and comfort when you just lost someone um, close to you. And it's, it's more, it's, more meaningful coming from somebody that's already going through suffering and stuff like that when she gives you words of encouragement that I don't know like yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, answer this for me um, kind of switching a little bit switching gears just for a second um, I know that most of us here don't know what it's like to have lost a dad and have cancer and I'm sure as people in your life have come to know parts of your story, there have been good and bad things that people have done and said. Mm -hmm. Share with us, just as we as a community, um, yeah, we're called to be in community, to carry each other's burdens, and we kind of fumble through that, my guess. What's, what's been some of the, like, uh, without maybe naming names, uh, like, what's been some of the, like, hard things that people said, or maybe, like, what not to say to someone going through something like this? Maybe what's been really helpful you know, for you? How can we better care for uh, each other in the midst of really hard things? What What would you say yeah. to some of that? So some people, um, a religion in particular, um, they just say to, we've had people say to us, just have more faith. Mm. And that's why you got cancer, because you didn't have enough faith, or you sinned too much. Um, don't say that. Uh, <laughs> But I don't believe anyone in here would say that because that's just rude. Um, and, or, and then also, uh, what was I going to say? Um, I forget. I'm always like One of the, the things recorder. you mentioned to me that you should hit yeah. on this is uh, not always wanting to be the, the sick girl. Yeah. Or not always wanting I, to be the girl who's I was dad treated died. like that back um, where I'm from. I'm from Kansas City. Ooh, ooh. Hey. Come on. Boo, Sierra. 
Okay. Maybe. She called you <laughs> hey, out. I called man. you out. <laughs> Anyways, sorry. sorry. No, you're good. Anyways, um, yeah, so people would either one, um, not want to be friends with me anymore because they would lose me. Mm. Um, two, um, always treated me like the sick girl or like, I don't know, I'm incapable of stuff, which before, I mean, before people heard my story tonight, like, I'm pretty capable of things. Like, I like to be um, an independent, well, even though I'm married, independent <laughs> female woman, but um, yeah, and I like doing my things myself. I'm pretty stubborn, um, and so like you don't have to treat me any differently than you would like a normal, everyday, yep. not sick person. Um, so I do not want you doing this after tonight. Um, that was my fear actually coming and sharing my story. So, cause I liked that I had a fresh start in Columbia. Um, and yeah. Uh, yeah. So what not to do, uh, tell someone going through something harder that they just need to believe more, pray harder, stop sinning, and that will all go away. Yeah. Uh, don't keep friends at arm's length because you're kind of scared of the messiness because yeah. we need each other. Yeah. Um, don't just identify us with the struggles that we have, mm -hmm. but be there to be a part of that. Sometimes just listen. Yeah. Um, sometimes probably that's the yeah. biggest help, you know, I to mean, not have the answers. People judged me. They're like, can I say it? Yeah, you can say it. You got a <laughs> um, mic. So, <laughs> I know I got a mic. But, um, uh, so, when me and Cole got married, um, they're like, oh, why are you? It's like me with my staff team. What's married? up with the girl that gets married? Are you, are you pregnant? Like, oh, I didn't say that. The, yeah, they, they said that to me. <laughs> and I'm like, no, nah, I actually have cancer. So, it was like a big uh-oh to them. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so maybe don't be so quick to make assumptions yeah, about each other, like, right? People are so quick to judge people yeah. the other day, like, or not the other day, but, like, all the time. I mean, I was, when, when I had short hair, um, there's multiple pictures uh, that I sent um, there to, that had, um, there was multiple people. Yeah, that was when I got my head shaved. Um, it was hard. And, but, yeah, there was multiple people that um, thought I uh, was dating my sister mm. um, when I had short hair and stuff like that. And so it's just, like, little things like that. Like, you don't know what someone's going through, so don't be so, be so quick to judge them. Yeah. Like, Maybe ask. Yeah. Instead of just assume. Yeah. Be a good friend. Yeah. Good. I mean, I bluntly ask people stuff all the time. <laughs> My small yes, group you knows do. That. <laughs> yes, you do. Okay, we're running out of time, so let's let's end on this question. As as we're kind of all going out, uh, what sort of encouragement? Um, yeah, what sort of encouragement? Do you, I, I know it probably sounds odd for me to ask you to encourage us, but uh, I think that's one of the beautiful things. As I've gotten to know you, it's one of the things that you do best is encourage people, um, and. Yeah, I just wonder, like, what sort of encouragement would you give to us as we will eventually have hard things? Uh, we'll eventually have our own struggles and our own hardships and our own 
crappy circumstances. Uh, what sort of hope, encouragement do you want to leave us with? Yeah, um, I'd say, one, don't keep it to yourself. Tell somebody hmm. um, what you're going through. Like, somebody, like, we, no, most of us are in small groups. Like, that's perfect place. Um, if you don't want to tell that big of a crowd, like, get together with someone for coffee. Or if you don't like coffee, I don't know, water. <laughs> Who doesn't like coffee? All right, my husband. Um, <laughs> anyways, so um, just tell somebody. Yeah. And um, so that you don't have it all to yourself because it's a lot of weight to carry around. And don't shove all your feelings. Like, get that somebody that you want to tell everything to and literally tell them everything. Mm. And um, I'm still working on it, but, like, it's it's been hard. It's not easy um, and good at the same time. Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, that's great. I love it. Hey, uh, let's give Kylie a round of applause. Uh, it's, it's really, really hard to do this and to share uh, the hard parts of your story in front of lots of people. And so uh, I certainly don't take for granted. Thanks so much for being here. Let me just close in prayer um, and then, yeah. Uh, Jesus, I thank you so much for Kylie in particular. And I thank you for... Uh, this opportunity that we have to uh, hear her story, uh, the highs and the lows, and uh, more specifically, the ways that um, she is growing in her uh, love and trust of you uh, in spite of uh, unbelievably difficult circumstances, frankly, circumstances that, that I don't even know what it is like. Um, many of us in this room don't know what that's like. Um, but I know for me, I'm encouraged uh, by her faith. Uh, her love for you points me to you. And I hope that that has happened for all of us tonight. Jesus, I, um, I pray uh, you, you invite us to, to ask big things. And so I'm just going to ask uh, that if it's your will, that you would heal Kylie. I know that that probably feels like an impossible prayer. Um, and it might not be likely, um, but we're going to pray that you would work a miracle in her life and that the cancer would go away. Um, but if not, um, we pray that she would continue to do exactly what she's doing in pointing us to you. And not just us, but pretty much everybody she comes in contact with, that she would uh, continue to see her story in light of the bigger story that you're telling, um, that she would see that uh, even these difficult things, uh, there is purpose and meaning in them that she would continue to walk faithfully uh, and, and live for you. And I pray that for all of us as we inevitably go through our own hardships, whether it's now or someday soon or someday in the distant future. Uh, Jesus, would those things not uh, keep us from you, uh, but would those things inevitably draw us near to you? Um, yeah, help us, Jesus, to love you more. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.